Welcome to the King's Church Podcast. We are an ACC church based on the Gold Coast in Queensland, Australia. We'd love for you to join us on any given Sunday. In the meantime, we hope this message blesses you. Uh, looking forward to sharing the Word of God with you tonight. So if you've got your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Romans. I'm going to read Romans chapter 8, verse 28. Romans chapter 8, uh, verse 28. Really well-known passage of Scripture in the Bible. Romans 8, 28. It says this. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. I'll read that again. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. title of my message today is, It's All Good. Let's pray. Father, I thank You for Your Word. I ask and pray that You help us to have the attitude of an overcomer. I thank You and I praise You for that, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. Romans 8.28 says this, And we know... That all things work together for good, for those who love God, for those who are called according to His purpose. Now you need to understand something. It says Romans at the start because this letter was written by the Apostle Paul to the Romans. Do you know what it was like to be a Christian in Rome? Not very nice. Have you ever heard of the stories about the Christians being fed to the lions in the Colosseum? That was in Rome. So being a Christian in Rome wasn't very easy. And yet, here he is saying to Christians in Rome, he says, hey guys, and we know, don't we? We know that all things work together for good. For those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. If I was a Christian in Rome at the time, I'd be saying, actually, I don't think I do know. I don't think I do know. You can't honestly tell me that all things work work together for good. And not only that, which things? Which things work together for good? If you knew what was going on in my life, if you knew the things that were happening, if you knew the things I had to deal with, how could you possibly say that to me, Paul? Well, I'm glad you asked. And so tonight, I want to talk to you about a few things that work together for your good that you don't even realise. A few things that work together for, for your good that, when, that you, might, you don't under, may not understand right now, but you'll be able to look back on and realise that, hey, yes, all things work together for good. For those who love God, who are called according to His purpose. So I want to talk uh, talk to you tonight about four things that work together for your good that you don't even realise. The first thing that works together for your good is this. He says, all things, all things work together for good. The first thing that works together for your good is dumb things. What that means is this. Even some of the dumb mistakes that you make, God can actually turn around and work together for good. It doesn't say all things work together for good if you've never made a mistake. It doesn't say all things work together for good if you've hit sinless perfection. It doesn't say that. God knows that we are imperfect people. God understands that we're going to make mistakes. Yet he still says to us, all things work together for good. For those who love God who are called according to his purpose. You know, one of the stories I love in the scripture tells about the prophet Elisha. And basically Elisha was with a group of men who were cutting down some trees. And one of the men was cutting down a tree. And as he was cutting down the tree, the axe head flew off the axe and went into the middle of the Jordan River. So he comes up to Elisha later on and he says to him, Alas, my Lord, the axe head, the axe, it was borrowed. Well, Elisha doesn't say to him, well, that's your fault. Where were you during the safety induction? We told you how to wield that axe. You didn't do what we told you to do. You got yourself into this mess, so you're going to have to get yourself out. He doesn't say that. 
He actually says to him, where is it? Where did it fall? And so he goes over and he grabs a branch. He throws it into the middle of the Jordan River. The axe head floats and then he takes it away. He understood that even when we make mistakes, God can still turn things around for our good. You don't have to be perfect. You never have to be someone who has never made a mistake in their life because you need to understand something. God can reroute your destiny. A number of years ago, I lost my license. And uh, I'd love to say I lost my license because I'm a petrol head. But actually not. Uh, I'm really absent-minded. In fact, uh, Trish doesn't think I'm a petrol head at all. She calls me, uh, she used to call me Driving Miss Daisy because she thought I used to drive so slowly and that sort of thing. And so, and I remember, uh, but the problem was that I was absent-minded. So I wouldn't tell when the speeds actually change when you're going down the road. Now, Trish grew up in a family of, uh, of people who uh, used to get in trouble with the police all the time. Uh, and so she, she had an eye for the police. And so she could see way down the road if there's a police, if there's a camera, she can see a cop car. But I grew up in a law-abiding family. I wasn't used to living like that. And so, and so cut a long story short, I ended up losing my licence uh, for six months. Uh, which was terrible. And so eventually I got my license back again and I thought, you know what, I'm going to make sure that I don't miss it when it changes speed on the, on the roads again. And so I got myself a sat-nav and so, uh, you know, because Apple Maps and Google Maps don't tell you when the speed changes and so I got a sat-nav and whenever it would change, uh, actually, whenever it would actually change, you know, speed, it would actually tell me. Now, the thing about, as you would know, with a sat-nav and that sort of thing, it always tells you uh, where to go. So you punch in your address of where you're wanting to go and then it starts telling you, you know, turn left 500 metres. Turn left 300 metres. Turn left 100 metres. But if you don't actually obey it and keep on going, the sat-nav doesn't say, oh, well, won't listen to me. Now you're on your own. Doesn't say that. What does it do? It starts rerouting. It says, turn left 500 metres now. Turn left 300 metres. If you decide not to go that way, it will continue to reroute. In the same way, some of you may have taken a wrong turn in life, but I'm here to let you know it's not a dead end. It's just a detour. God can reroute your destiny. You do not have to be perfect for good things to come into your life. Even some of the dumb mistakes that you make, God can turn around and work together for good in your life. All things work together for good. The second thing that works together for good is bad things. Bad things. Notice this. He says all things work together for good. He doesn't say everything you experience in life is good. Sometimes we misinterpret that scripture. We think, okay, if all things work together for good, everything I'm going to experience in my life is going to be good. He doesn't say that. He says all things work together for good. So you can even experience some disappointing things. You can, dis uh, you can experience some bad things. You can experience some things that you wouldn't want to go through and God can still work that together for good and uh, work together that for good in your life. Uh, about uh, oh, a while ago now, probably about 15 years ago, I had a time when uh, I put on weight really quickly in one short period of time. And I believe it's really important uh, for people to take responsibility for their choices. And so I just want to acknowledge and uh, confess to you tonight that the reason why that happened is because of my wife's fault. And uh, basically, what had happened was that Trish had stopped working full-time and uh, was having our, first, having our first baby. And so she's at home, and what Trish loves doing is she loves baking. And so, and I can always tell when she's going to bake. Now, she would bake something every day. I mean, she'd bake cookies. She would, uh, she would, you know, cook brownies and that sort of thing. And, you know, I'd come home, I'd see them, 
and then I'd eat them. And then she'd say to me, hey, listen, I've noticed uh, you're putting on a little bit of weight, uh, you know, and I said, well, that's your fault. Uh, you know, if you don't want me to put on weight, you should be making brownies. And then she said something, which is the dumbest thing you can ever say to a Tongan man. Well, you don't have to eat it. <laughs> what do you mean, don't have to eat it? Of course I've got to eat it. I come home, it's there. I'm going to, you know what I'm saying, Noah? Uh, and so I come home and, there, and I eat it. And the thing is this, I can always tell when Trish is getting ready to bake because she starts lining up the ingredients on the counter. So she'll get some eggs, get some sugar, get some flour, maybe a little bit of salt and some cocoa and she'd start lining up all the ingredients. Milk, she'd start lining up all the ingredients on the counter. And as much as I love what she makes, I always wait till she works it together before I eat it. I don't go, oh, awesome, honey. You're making some, uh, making some brownies. Fantastic. Crack an egg. <coughs> Grab some flour. Grab some cocoa. Drink. Oh, that was so nice. No, no, no. By themselves, they're not nice. But when you work it together, something good can come out of it. Some of you are going some th through some things that are not nice by themselves. I'm here to let you know that God can add another ingredient and work things together and turn that situation around in your life. You'll be amazed. You'll say, look, I'm going through this and I'm going through this. Just wait for God to season some grace into your situation. Just wait for Him to just put something in there that can turn the whole thing around. Why? Because not everything we go through is good, but He promises He can work it all together for good. For those who love God, who are called according to His purpose. I heard the Holy Spirit say to me that for some of you, just wait on a little bit longer. He's about to add some ingredient that's going to turn the whole thing around. You might have gone through a season, a long season of difficult things, but God can turn that around in a moment. Classic example of that is a guy in the Old Testament. His name is Joseph. The Bible said he suffered a great deal for many years. First of all, his brothers picked on him. They beat him up. They sold him into slavery. Then when he was sold into slavery, he was unjustly accused. And then he was thrown into prison. And then he was in prison. And even then, he was mistreated whilst he was in prison. In prison. For a long time, it looked like his dreams were shattered. For a long time, it looked like his life was over. But then one day... He had a divine appointment with the emperor, sorry, with the pharaoh of Egypt. And in one day, he got promoted and went from going from the prison to the palace. He went from going to, from prison to become the second most powerful man in the world. You'll be, you will be amazed at what God can do. You could have been going through some difficult things for a long season, but I'm here to let you know, just one little bit of, one ingredient of grace, God can turn that thing around. He works all things together for good. For those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. The third thing that works together for good is meaningless things. Notice this. He says, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. This is the only criteria, the only caveat on the whole verse. This only applies to you if you love God. It doesn't say all things work together for good for everyone. It doesn't say that. It says, all things work together for good for those that love God. So what that means is this. If you love God, then all things will work together for good. So the question is this. How do you know if you love God? Well, the Bible tells us in John chapter 14, verse 23. It says, Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. Another translation says this. If anyone loves me, he will obey my commands. So the sign that you love God is obedience. 
obedience. So if you love God, you'll be obedient to God. Now, the thing about being obedient to God is this. There are times when we do things and we don't even know why we're doing them. There are times when we do things that literally the only reason why we're doing it is because God has spoken to us, that we're being obedient to him. And so what that means is this. There are times and seasons where we do things that don't actually make sense, that might be considered meaningless. A passage of scripture I love in the Bible is John chapter 3, verse 8. It says, The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but you cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who was born of the Spirit. So watch this. He's not saying that the Spirit is like a wind. He's saying those who were born of the Spirit is like a wind. And sometimes we don't know where we're going or where we came from. And we're just being obedient to Him. And there might be times in your life where you've been obedient to him. Things may not have worked out the way that you thought. And you start wondering to yourself, why am I even doing this? Well, God can even take those things and work them together for good. A number of years ago, I used to work at, um, I used to work at Randall Bible College, but I was also a part, at the same time a pastor at a local church. And, and so I remember when I went there, and they were a multi-site church like us. And, and um, one of their venues, actually, a couple of their venues, you had to do a thing called bump in. So what that means is that all the sound equipment and everything and all the production was actually in the back of a truck. And so it had to be set up every week. And so, and some of them had to go there at 6am in the morning uh, and set up for church. And so it was all kept in the back of this truck. Now, to drive this truck, you needed a thing called a light rigid license. And uh, thankfully for me, I didn't have one. And so what that meant was there was only a handful of guys on staff who actually had, the, who had a license to actually drive that truck. So they were the guys who had to go early in the morning and go and set up. And so one day, one of the guys at the staff meeting, he was talking to our pastor, the senior pastor, a man by the name of Pastor Paul. And he said to him, Pastor Paul, uh, we think that all the other pastors on staff should get their license uh, because, you know, it's not fair that we're the only ones who have to drive the truck. How come Ben doesn't have his license? Uh, you know, Ben should have his license as well. And I remember sitting there thinking, just, just shut up. You know, like, you know, just serve the Lord with gladness, you know. Like, I'm a Bible college principal. I mean, God has not called me here to be driving no truck and unpack it at 6 a.m. on a Sunday morning. So just, you know, forget about it. But eventually, Senior Pastor Paul said, you know what, you're right. And I was like, oh, no. And he said, so, he said, so the remaining partial staff, they're all going to get their light rigid license. So next thing I know, I didn't book it, but somebody booked me in for a test. And eventually... I ended up getting my light rigid license. Now, I don't know whether it was because people were picking on me, but basically it seemed like every single week I had to drive the truck. And so I'd be driving the truck and, and that sort of thing. And, and, you know, it was annoying me. I got to get up really early in the morning. And I remember thinking to myself, why am I even doing this? God has not called me to do this. God has called me to be a Bible college principal. And yet here I am driving this truck. And the more you drive it, the more you get used to it and you learn how to reverse it and, and that sort of thing. But I'll be honest with you, at no moment did I enjoy it. At no moment did I think that this was a good thing. And so basically cut a long story short, I eventually got myself out of driving the truck. Uh, by resigning. Now, the reason why, the reason why I resigned was not because I was trying to get out of driving the truck, but that was just a pleasant byproduct. So, uh, and so here I am. I finished doing that, and I thought, I'm done with this job, and I'm done with driving this truck. Thank goodness, don't have to drive it anymore. Move on. 
Don't know what was going on in my life at that time. It made no sense. But anyway, just forget about it. So then I became a, a traveling speaker. And so when I was a traveling speaker, it's awesome. Like, you're like living like a rock star. You know, people pick you up. They, you know, you don't have to turn up to church at 6 a.m. You can turn up right on time and that sort of thing. It was wonderful. Uh, and so I was doing that for a, a few years. And, and in the meantime, I noticed that, you know, because I was only kind of working on weekends, uh, I noticed a friend of mine had advertised on Facebook that he was looking for some delivery drivers, uh, basically that he was working for a place that did um, delivered kids' food to daycare centres, and they were looking for someone to fill in for a week. And I looked at my diary and I thought, I've got that whole week off. And I thought, I could go do that, make a bit of easy money. And so I contacted him and I said, mate, I'll come and do that for you. He said, really? I said, yeah. He goes, okay, if you can meet me at the depot at uh, 5 a.m. in the morning. Uh, And the depot was literally seven minutes from where I lived. Uh, So I drove over there and he said, look, this is, you know, where you've got to go. This is how you do it. And he said, oh, by the way, I forgot to ask. Have you got a light rigid license? I said, said, yeah, why is that? And he said, well, he turned around because you're driving that truck. It was the exact same truck <laughs> that I had driven all that time before. And, you know, because I had experience and the places we had to park were really tight and that sort of thing, I did it and I did it completely fine. And, and I would just fill in casually from them from time to time. They liked what I did. And so basically for the next two years, as a bit of, side, bit of a side hustle, the money I got from that paid for all my international travel. I went through that season of not knowing why I was doing what I was doing. But when you love God, you're just obedient to him. And if it doesn't make sense now, eventually it'll make sense. Why? Because the Bible says all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. And if you love God, there are times when you do things and you don't even know why you're doing it. Some of you, you're about to step into something, you're telling people what you're going to do, and they're saying to you, it doesn't make sense. Why would you even do that? And you're thinking to yourself, the only reason I'm doing that is because I felt God tell me. There are times in our life because you love God, we only do things because we're obedient. But one day, it's going to make sense. And I don't know who I'm talking to tonight, but I'm here to let you know, sometimes you've got to lay aside your dream. Sometimes you've got to lay aside what you thought you were going to do and obey the voice of God. And even if God has taken you this way and you think you need to go that way, you might find that eventually, after obeying Him, you might find that one day, hey, how did I get here? And you only got there because you were obeying Him. The wind blows. No one knows where it goes or where it comes from. Such are those who are led by the Spirit of God. And the last thing is this. It says, and we know, oh, no, actually, before I say that, one of my favorite passages in the Bible is in Jeremiah chapter 13. And Jeremiah chapter 13, verses 1 to 8, is really interesting. I'm going to give you the Ben Nitoko translation of this passage of Scripture. And basically, God comes to speak to a prophet named Jeremiah. And he says to him, Jeremiah, I want you to go and buy some underwear. So Jeremiah goes to the shops, Buy some underwear. Jeremiah, put it on. Puts it on. Go home. Goes home. Then after he's been home for a while, I want you to go walk to the Euphrates River. A couple of days walk. Okay. And he goes. And he gets there. And God says, take off the undies. Hide them behind a rock. Go home. A few months later, go back to the Euphrates. Grab the undies. Grabs the undies. They're all tattered and torn. Then the Bible says, then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. 
was a nation-shaking word. Watch this. God gave Jeremiah a word as a prophet for a nation after a series of small, meaningless steps of obedience. You want to be a prophet? Be obedient. You want to have authority in the things of God? Be obedient. And eventually, one day, it'll make sense. And the last thing is this. It says, and we know that all things work together for good. For those who love God, who are called according to His purpose. God has a plan and purpose for every single one of us. The Bible says that He's got plans to give us a hope in the future. The Bible says the steps of a good man are order of the Lord. So He has a plan and purpose for your life. And He's orchestrating that even further out than you can expect, than you can even realise. So the fourth, things that work, fourth thing that works together for, his good, for our good is everything. Everything. If you're living in obedience to God, everything works together for your good. For those who love God, who are called according to His purpose. You know, there's been moments in my life, the awesome thing about staying with God and continuing on with Him, you get to see more and more how He's got things in control. And you get to see more and more the plans and purposes He has for your life. You know, for a number of years, we made a number of decisions and moves that didn't seem to make any sense. In 1995, I was in a little church in Melbourne and I got prayed for at the end. As I got prayed for, I just heard the Holy Spirit say to me, He said, Temple Gym, Temple Gym. At the time, believe it or not, I was training to be in the fitness industry and uh, and I thought, oh, maybe I've got to start a gym called Temple Gym. Didn't think anything of it. Then God called me to go to Bible College in Sydney. Didn't want to go to Bible College in Sydney, but ended up going there and eventually found my beautiful wife, Trisha, there. And whilst I was there, um, I was praying one night. And as I was praying, I just had a vision. And in the vision, I saw palm trees. And I saw the words, Gold Coast. And I thought, oh, every pastor thinks he's called to the Gold Coast. And then not long after that, God called us to go to Mackay in North Queensland. So we went off to Mackay in North Queensland. And when we went there, um, saw palm trees. And I thought, oh, maybe this is what God's calling me to do. Whilst we were there, we were at a church called Mackay Christian Family. And we had a Christian school called Mackay Christian College. And in that time, got to see the ins and outs of how that all worked and some of the issues associated with that. And got to see firsthand on the inside how that sort of thing works. Then after that, felt God call us to move to Brisbane and start a Bible college. And when we moved to Brisbane, I remember I went to the ACC State Conference. The movement we're a part of is called the ACC. Had their State Ministers Conference. And I remember on the first morning I woke up, I woke up and the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And He just said, you're going to pastor King's Church. I remember at the time thinking to myself, because there was another church on the sunny coast, I didn't really know about this one here. And I thought to myself, oh, well, you know, maybe that's what I'm supposed to do and that didn't work out and that sort of thing and then a few years later had someone come up to me and say look I've been having a dream and in the dream I saw you and Trish pastoring a church it was in 2010 pastoring a church called King's Church and I said oh listen you're probably having too much pizza and that sort of thing and didn't think much of it and then a little while later we started traveling and I went around and preaching and saw all different things all different situations and 
all that sort of stuff. People would say to me, why are you doing that? Why are you bothering doing that? You know, should be pastoring a church now. And I said, well, God just called us to travel. I was going to do it for 18 months. We ended up doing it for six years. Preach at the largest churches in the state and also the smallest and everything in between. And got to see all different types of churches. And then at the end of 2017, we got invited to take over a church on the Gold Coast called King's Church. And then we came here and then realised that all the travel was the preparation or any issues we saw here, we'd seen elsewhere and were able to come and implement it. Also, we had a school here and, it had, and had been at a school before and that sort of thing. And I realised that God had worked all that together and tied it all together for this moment right here, right now. We moved to Reedy Creek and I was driving around Varsity trying to find Blackboard Coffee. And I drove past a place called Temple Gym. And I thought to myself, oh, maybe I'm supposed to go there. So I bought a membership. And one day I'll go. (laughs) And I can look back to 1995. And 25 years later, declare to you, if you keep walking with the Lord, all things, even some of the mistakes, even some of the things that were bad, even things that don't make sense, I want to testify to you, if you just stay on with the Lord, all things work together for good. For those who love God, who are are called according to His purpose. And some of you might be in a confusing season now, saying, I don't know why. I don't know what's going on. You just keep hanging on to the Lord. And one day you'll become an old codger like me and be able to look back through history and say, if you just keep walking with Him, all things work together for good. For those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. Amen. And there might have been someone here tonight who needed to hear this. And I just want to encourage you. Just keep on walking. Keep on walking hand with hand, hand in hand with him. You know, I was at a minister's meeting last year and there was a minister there who was, well, he's retired now, but he's in his late 80s. And he gets up and he's speaking to all these senior pastors. They asked him to share a few words. And he gets up and he says, I just want you to know, it's worth it. I don't know, has there anyone been here and you've served God and you've thought to yourself, little moments occasionally, I don't know if it's worth it? Well, I'm here to let you know, you hang in and you'll be able to turn around and say, like that elderly pastor, it's worth it. All things work together for good. For those who love God who are according to His purpose. Amen? And so I want you to just stand to your feet right now. and We might have a little bit of a praise party I think worship God a little bit longer didn't preach very long and we're going to do graves in the gardens and I like we're going to do the full version of it can we do the full version of it awesome (laughs) this muscular man here well done and uh, he turns graves into gardens one ingredient into bad things he can turn it all around he can turn around so when we sing this we're prophesying and declaring some of you are prophesying and declaring in your circumstance. Prophesying and declaring some of the things you're experiencing. He turns graves into gardens. He turns bones into armies. There's nothing he can't do. Amen? So before when we praise God, because I haven't come to the night service very much, so I don't want to impose myself on you. And, uh, but um, I just, you know, when we're doing the praise and worship before, I thought it wasn't bad. You know, I thought it was probably about 70%. Uh, I thought some of you were kind of like, you know, kind of doing it a little bit, you know, and that sort of thing. But, you know, if you're going to turn bones into an army, you don't just worship like that. You've got to declare. You've got to lift your voice. 
Some of you, you know, I know why you don't sing. It's because you've got a bad voice. But the thing is this, God doesn't care how your voice sounds. That's why the Bible says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. It doesn't say let everybody with a recording contract praise the Lord. You know what I'm saying? And so we're going to sing and we're going to worship and we're going to declare. And for some of you, things are going to start shifting, I promise you. That as we praise God, some things are going to start moving because we're going to declare He turns graves into gardens. He can turn bad things into good things because all things work together for good. Amen? So we did some nice warm-up praise before and that was nice and that was very religious. But now we're going to get into it and we're going to start speaking and we're going to start declaring. Thank you so much for joining us. Stay tuned for new messages weekly. You can keep updated on what's happening in the life of King's Church by following us on social media at King's Church GC. Be blessed.